Hello. Hi. Feels good uh, to be back on the Curious Case of Cinema. Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to. I'm back to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, talking about Nathan mm-hmm. and stuff was fun. So, yeah. I mean, we're obviously not done with it, but. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I have not invited the dude yet. I'll be doing that right as quick as I possibly can. Um. But basically, I wanted to do this. I basically wanted to let you all know that we are having a guest on. Well, pressing you there? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you could hear me or not. No, I could. Okay. Um, okay, so sh- I'll, I will be inviting him in now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm I- very nervous. It's been a while since we've had a guest. Yeah, guests um, are a lot of work, and we only just planned this like probably 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and, you know, I've gotten close to Nash. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting the letter box. Well, um... (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, I was getting the letter box up. You can probably skip past this. You're obviously not watching this live or anything. So, I mean, we do have a podcast called The Curious Case of Television. That's a good one. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, we do a pretty good job. Bit slower pace since it's TV shows, and you know, we talk about like maybe two episodes per pod. So, but I mean, with this, we talk about movie per pod. Mm-hmm. Well, so, just the movie. Sometimes we mainly we talk with right, and we talk about different genres, and, that, and that's cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop, nice. Beverly Hills Cop was uh, did not meet my expectations. Um, and, you know, after watching Trading Places and knowing that it came out after Trading Places uh, and seeing that you gave it a four and a half, I had very high expectations. I'm yeah, I understand. I, I, I get it. I mean, the the reason I gave it, I feel like, such a high rating had to do with my um, enjoyment with it. Um, I don't really sometimes go off of, like, you know, I don't really go off of, like, is it a I go off this well um i do like i i can see where you're coming from on that and then i also you know yeah um so i hope this guy joins soon he's currently um i sent him the link and he's like he's it might not be loaded so this whole bit and just invite him immediately yeah we could just cut all this out right or we could technically just add it in. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Graduated from one of Canada's top business schools with really good grades. <laughs> yes. Okay, he bread. says he'll get on in a minute. Bread and buns or bread and buns? Bread and buns. Yes. Okay, the dude's setting it up. Okay, we're all good. Down in LA, there's a burger joint that claims to have the best burgers. Are you literally just reading, like, watching Nathan for you? Oh, you're you're watching Nathan for you right now? In my head. Oh, in your head. True. (laughs) True that. True that. 
I mean, no, I'm not actually just watching it. But like, also keep in mind, Nathan for you is going on my in my head every minute of every hour. Yes, of every day. And especially, I feel bad. You got to film a podcast for it. I've already seen all of it. Huh? So, like, what? What? Oh, I was just saying that you got to film a podcast for it so you can't, like, binge it all. Well, I could technically binge it, but I'd have to be writing down everything. Yeah, you could. Because that's exactly what I did for a couple of episodes. I watched, like, a couple, took notes, and then immediately after just didn't tell you. Yeah. Which was kind of irresponsible because, I mean, we're running a professional podcast. (laughs) Okay, so it's just going to be five minutes of us just talking. This is interesting. The rehearsal doesn't have a theme or an intro, I guess. Yeah, but I, I just, I'm just excited for that show. Have you seen any images from the rehearsal? I have seen nothing. I've heard nothing. I know nothing. Good. Go in that way, because that's how I went into it. And was it just an extreme better experience? Oh my god. Episode one of the rehearsal is like makes Nathan for you look like shit. Um, <laughs> but I love Nathan for you. Okay, okay. so like basing off guys tough for not shit to Who? Animated Jaguar. Um no actually he has the Godfather and Twelve Angry Men, right? Yeah I haven't checked out Twelve Angry Men so neither have I. But I've I've, I've heard it's really good. I have too and you know like a lot of people I trust their opinions on um They've given it really good grades, so like I'm 99% sure it's gonna be awesome. And then there's Schindler's List. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Schindler's List is really good. And then there's me not liking Steven Spielberg. Yeah, okay. This is, my, this, is, yeah, this is my favorite Spielberg, in my opinion. That it's the best Spielberg. My grandpa came over and he loved Top Gun Maverick. Like he would not stop talking about it. Top Gun Maverick is finally getting a 4K release in November. I'll buy it. Honestly, I'll, I'll buy it. It's not gonna be the same. Right. Um, yeah, my grandpa really loved it. He thought it was the best movie of the year. Um, and and then there's sociology, um, Mister Man named Tom Cruise who kept who wanted to keep it in there for as long as fucking possible. Yeah. Um, I like there were times where I was like, "How the fuck is it still in the theaters?" I did not think it was that fucking successful. Damn. Yeah. No, it's. I think is it still in the theaters right now? Yeah, in my cinema that's like literally only shows like they literally showed Marcel for like three days. Three days? Yeah, literally like only like three days and then gone. Okay. Deep question. Yeah. If yeah. you could right now, if you could kill Marvel and they'd be done, like right now, everything would be canceled. Yeah. Like that wouldn't happen. Like She Hulk wouldn't happen right now, which I, I I don't like Marvel, so I don't like Marvel, but it it, it now, here's the question, and I've thought about this. When I'm not thinking about Nathan for you, I'm thinking about this question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you kill Marvel, mm-hmm. do you kill movie theaters? <sighs> yeah, you do. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing that sucks is, like, but it's also amazing to the fact that we can, that this one group of films keeps movie theaters alive, but it sucks that it's fucking Marvel of all groups. Yeah, Nope just passed a hundred million dollars, which is great and And Top everything Gun... before didn't make that didn't make a decent amount, I think. Yeah, it did. Not not a hundred million, but it, it did make a decent amount. It made double its um didn't it make over ten million? Wait, let me see how much everything were how much 
because I need to rewatch everything everywhere because Grey's like has it in one in her top ten best movies of all time better than some Bergman's. Yeah, well Oh, it actually okay. made a hundred million. Really? Yeah, I made it oh, welcome. What's hey. up? Hey man. Hey. Yep. Um Okay. All right, Gray, do you want to do the intro? Okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Curious Case of Cinema podcast. I'm Gray, and I'm with Preston. And <laughs> yeah, but um, we um, are so happy today that we are having a guest on. Um, could you introduce yourself? Hello, yes, I am AJ, but on YouTube, I'm also known as the Animated Jaguar. I do movie <laughs> stuff, and I'm also on TikTok as well. Like I said, anime Jaguar, so I mean, I'll fit right in. These guys seem to know what they're talking about, so I'm happy to be on here, and maybe let's talk a little movies, if that sounds good with you guys. I'm down for whatever, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah movies is why we came here, so um, yep. can, can I say the first question, Greg? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I, what, we saw Nope. We, I think we've all seen Nope. Did you? What were your thoughts on it? It's a bit of a hot take. I really wasn't a big fan of it. Really? I can understand why. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. I know I'm not, wasn't fond of it. I'm I'm going to rewatch it eventually, but I don't know. On the first watch, I just wasn't my thing. I don't know if it was just expectations of it because I watched the first trailer. It didn't look that good to me. But then the final trailer came along. And I was like, this could be really good. This could maybe even be better than Get Out. So my yeah. hopes, my expectations were really high going into it after the final trailer. Mm-hmm. Watched the movie like the first or second week it was out and I just felt disappointed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wasn't what I expected it to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand. Um, and my expectations were really high too. Um, so it, it, it even being a slightly worse thing than Get Out would have not have met my expectations because I did expect it to be better than Get Out. And I don't know. Did did you like you know Kiki Palmer? I think like the cast was overall good. I don't think there was any miscast. It's just yeah, mainly like the the just, premise of the movie. Yeah, it just didn't really work for you. Yeah, and yeah. I have not. I have not seen the Spielberg movie. It obviously has some influences with from the seventies. I can't think of the name right now. But oh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I need to see that. But I could just from social media and stuff. And just from the little I know about, it, I was like, I can see that those really aren't my type of movies. But I was like, Jordan Peele's directing it; I'll give it a shot. But right, yeah. Like I said, I'll rewatch it eventually. Maybe we'll see mm-hmm. if my opinion changes on it or not. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I saw we talked, uh, kind of talked about, but you like David Fincher? Oh yeah, I like him. All right, I've watched all of his films. I did a ranking on him. Oh a year and a half ago on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I watched all of his films and I want to get your guess on what my favorite David Fincher film is. Okay. So what's, uh, if you had to guess just from the little, you know, about me, which David Fincher film do you think is my favorite? Okay. I want, I want Gray to guess too. So don't say it after I say it. Um, I'm not. Yeah. Um, Zodiac. Hmm. Um, I know he has so many good films. I know it's not yeah, very obvious, um, especially to the man person. Huh. Um, I maybe seven. I don't know. 
You're both wrong. The Social Network is my personal favorite <laughs> David Fincher oh. movie. Oh, that that one's really good. I like that one. Oh yeah, that's definitely my favorite. But David Fincher, the only bad film he has on his resume is Alien Three, and <laughs> understandably so. He's even in interviews in the past he like doesn't even include that in his filmography. He wishes he never made that film. But yeah. we all have to start somewhere, so yeah, yeah, that's true. And I've I've heard him talk about and saying like the studio just ruined it, basically. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and while. So- Oh, I go. thought the first Alien movie was okay. I love Aliens. And the third one, I didn't even like it. Yeah. It, it's not, I don't say it's like as bad as people make it out to be, but it is by no means a good movie. <laughs> but yeah. I've seen all of his movies up to now. And other than Alien 3, I enjoy all of his movies. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't say he's like top 10. I would say maybe top 20 or top 30 for me personally, but if you have him higher than me, I completely understand. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't made many bad films. And I guess that's something else interesting I thought of. I just a bit of a hot take, but I also don't like fight club much at all. <laughs> I, I don't know how I could forget about fight club his most popular movie. <laughs> but I don't know. I've just, that's probably, in my opinion, one of the most overrated movies of all time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might like Gone Girl more than Fight Club. Oh, I agree for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. liked Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gone, Gone Girl's great. And I, I do feel that Ben Affleck is an underrated actor as well. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Gone Girl, I actually went to the filming locations and did a whole video on it. It was about an hour and a half drive from where I live. So Ooh. it was interesting watching the movie and then going to almost all the locations and like 90% of them were in this city about an hour and a half from me. So it was interesting. It was the mm-hmm. first time I ever visited a filming location of a movie. Yeah. No, there's something about Gone Girl that always draws me back. Like if someone asked me right now, if I wanted to watch Gone Girl, I'd say yes, because it's very rewatchable in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. Even after you know that, I think Amy Amy Dunn said her name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. Even after you figure out that she's she's alive and she did all the tricks and everything, she full she tricked everyone. It's still like I always want to watch Gone Girl. I don't know why. I can understand that for sure. And like I said, or I'm going to say right now, if this film was in another person's hand. I don't know if it'd be as good. I feel like it would not be good if David Fincher was the perfect person to direct the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I, like, I can't see Quentin Tarantino directing it or anything. Oh, no. No. No, no that that would not work at all. Um, 100%. Maybe, yeah, I mean, I just can't see anyone else, anyone else taking that story and making a good film out of it. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with the whole cast. For sure, um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Gone Girl is one of the most rewatchable films of all time. Uh, do you have a favorite favorite uh, David Fincher film, Gray? Um, from the majority I've seen, I mean, I'm a big fan of The Social Network. That one's very entertaining. Um, Seven's great. Fight Club's fine. Um, I don't really have a favorite personally. Uh, yeah. Like a majority of them. Yeah, I still yeah. get to see. Oh, 
uh, I just, I just need, still need to see the girl with the dragon tattoo. That's, I think, that is the last one, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it came out about, if I'm not mistaken, I think 11 years ago, 2011. I would say that and Seven are the two films, or I guess the two decent films he made, that I don't see myself watching again. Not because they're bad movies. They're good movies, well-made, but they just don't have that rewatchability factor. Just once you watch it one time, that's all you need to see. Yeah. I... You should see The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I haven't seen the original, mm-hmm. because this is a remake, but, I mean, this was really good. It had me interested in seeing the original sometime down the line, which I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would, I need to see The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, because I would like to do a David Fincher ranking. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on, um, I don't know, have you seen um, any Christopher Nolan movies? And funny enough, I have done a Christopher Nolan ranking, and he is really good director. I, with him though, unlike David Fincher, I don't think he's made a single bad movie. Just off the top of my head, in a couple of minutes, I might realize, oh no, there's this one film I didn't like. But from the films I, I've, I've seen all his films. I've liked all of his movies. My personal favorite though is The Dark Knight, hmm. which is a quite popular opinion. It's not a hot take right there. No, it's not. But even his early film, I think his first film may be The Falling, or Falling. It's on YouTube for free. I enjoyed it. You could see, I mean, it's, the budget's very low. It's black and white, but just, you can clearly see that Christopher Nolan had talent and mm-hmm. what he's going to do later on. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I think it's interesting seeing how he grows up as a director and seeing what he can do with different budgets. Right. Um, it gradually gets higher the budgets increase throughout each movie and I'm looking forward to his Oppenheimer movie coming Ooh, out yes. summer too. next year Like I'm even starting to read the book about the real Robert Oppenheimer right now just to get myself prepared and immersed in the movie whenever it comes out in the summer and I plan on doing a book versus movie video Oppenheimer the book versus the movie whenever it comes out so yeah, mm-hmm. you can tell I'm a Christopher Nolan fan as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've seen all of his movies. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I uh, do. You want to say something, Gray? Um. Oh no, no, no. Uh, I was just gonna say I I love Christopher Nolan. I still need to see Tenet. That looks pretty good. Um. I think his most underrated movie is Insomnia. I really. Oh like yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. Insomnia has like a great cast. Um. You know, Robin Williams and Al Pacino. They're they're a bit old, but it's still a great cast. Yeah. And it's very, very entertaining. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, once again, it's another one of those remakes of a foreign language film, which I haven't seen the original, but just seeing this one, people are saying, oh, the original one's better. Had oh, me really? intrigued. I still haven't seen the original one, but, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I agree with you completely. Insomnia is, I would say, is the most underrated movie. People seem to discount it and don't usually it's like his bottom tier movies i think it's probably i'd say top four maybe top three yeah I'm in the movie for it. I, I think it's my third favorite uh, i mean not david fincher uh christopher nolan film yeah yeah great have you um, think about that. yeah have you my favorite well my favorite film is vertigo have you seen any hitchcocks or alfred hitchcock I've seen plenty of Hitchcock. I would say he's my number one favorite director of all time, if you ask me that question, which if that was going to be a question, I'm going to answer right now. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's my favorite director. 
I would say I've seen I would say the majority of his movies. He's made a lot of movies over the years, including silent films and then I haven't seen a lot of his British films, but I've seen a couple. I've if I had to guess, I'd probably say I've seen around fifteen of his movies. I've mm-hmm. seen most of the important ones. Mm, he's right. made um I don't think I've seen a bad Alfred Hitchcock movie as of now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I have not seen a bad one. And, like, most of... I think I might have given, like, I think maybe nine of his movies a five. That, yeah. That, that's kind of crazy, but I, I really love them. And Vertigo, I think, is amazing. Her Window was the first one I saw, and that one, that one's really great, too. Um... <laughs> I love them all so much. Oh yeah, I completely understand you there. I'm when it comes to five stars for me, I'm more picky. About maybe about ten or twenty movies are five stars. I think I'd say a couple of his movies are five stars for me, just out of the top of my head. I would mm-hmm. say Rear Windows of five star, and then North by Northwest is a five star, just out of the top of my head. Those two, at the very least. Mm-hmm. But I've seen. I'd say 15 of his movies. I mean, even his like lower tier movies I've seen are still better than what some directors' best movies are. Right, and mm-hmm. wasn't as big on North by Northwest as other people, but I love the opening with like um all the I don't know what it is like the green wall, like mm. um it's all green. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the credits, the opening credits, I guess. Yeah, that's it, right. Um, it says like Alfred Hitchcock. I it's it's really cool. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. a classic Hitchcock thing. And have you seen the Man Who Knew Too Much, the '30s one? The '30s one, I have not. I've seen the remake from the 1956, but the yeah. first one, the original, I have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on HBO Max or not. I'll have to look later. But I think it is because that's where me and Gray watched it. So yeah, you watched the '30s one on HBO Max. I watched it on the Criterion Channel. Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, I don't know if it's still there, but we both watched it on two different streaming services. Okay. So, yeah, I I love the, man, the 30s. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the 50s one. I would like to see the 50s one because I love Jimmy Stewart as well. Oh, yeah. He's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite actors. I agree. Uh, top 10, probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Although I haven't seen much of his work outside of Hitchcock, so... I, think I mean, he's that's done a couple of westerns. Other yeah, than, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have um? Have you seen like I don't know, like Goodfellas? Oh yeah, it's one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, right there, Goodfellas. Yeah. Before yeah, I, I watched I, it, at first I was like, ah, I mean, it's a little overrated. But then the more I thought about it, the more I explored other movies the more I started to gain respect for it and realize, yeah, it's top 10 material right here. It's one of the best gangster films ever. Right, yeah, yeah. Goodfellas is really good. Um, I yeah. hadn't seen it until sometime this month, I think. Or, or maybe, like, uh, late last month. And it was, like, immediately my favorite new Martin Scorsese. Um, which I did, I did not expect, because I love Taxi Driver, like, a lot. And I love the King of Comedy a lot. Um, I think the King of Comedy is one of his most. Martin Scorsese is one of his most under, underrated films. Have you have you seen that one? Which one? Uh, the King of Comedy. I have not, but I have wanted to. I, I, 
the last time I looked, it really wasn't streaming anywhere, but it might be streaming somewhere now. But I want to see that. It's on my list of movies. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it. Yeah, it, it used yeah. to be on Hulu. I don't know if it still is, but it's it's really it's really great, and I, I do feel like I need to rewatch it um, because it, it was my favorite for a while, and Goodfellas dethroned it. Okay. So I, I would recommend it. It's very entertaining. I haven't seen Raging Bull. I tried to watch it once, but it was kind of boring. So I decided I wasn't really in the mood for it. Yeah, Raging Bull starts off slow, but it just picks up. Oh, it does. I would. Oh yeah. To me, in my opinion, at least. I mean, mm-hmm. some people you may disagree with me, but to me, I agree. It started off a little slow. I was a little reluctant, but then I end up loving the movie. Mm-hmm. One of the best movies of the 1980s, in my opinion. Oh wow, that's a. Uh... I mean, yeah, I've heard it's an amazing film, and I've seen some people say it's better than Goodfellas. Um, I want to go that far, but it's good. It's worth it watching. Yeah, is it a, is it a five? No, I'd say it's a four and a half. Like I said, I'm very picky when it comes to fives, but mm-hmm. I can easily give Raging Boy four and a half. Yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I've given actually a lot of movies five, so Same. I. I don't know. I'm kind of picky. Like, if, if a score, if the score isn't that great, I will dumb it down about a half. Be- because just, be- I mean, the score matters so much in a film. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, have you seen, um, any, what's his name, um, uh, Orson Welles movies? Directed or starring in? I just both, actually. Okay. As far as I can remember, I think I've only seen two of his movies. Like his, and it's pretty much his two most popular movies, in Citizen Kane and The Third Man. Two of my probably top twenty favorite movies of all time, right there. Mm. Citizen Kane and The Third Man. I'd say, in some depending on my mood today, I'm not in that mood. But sometimes I say The Third Man is better than Citizen Kane, which I know is a hot take. But Third Man's amazing. You need to watch that if you haven't already, which I'm sure you both have. I actually haven't. I haven't. Okay. Touch of Evil, which I know he didn't, I know he just starred in The Third Man. So I've kind of been hesitant to watch it, but I know it's going to be really good. I don't know why. Yeah. It's another one of those films where it starts off slow. So I wouldn't watch it on a day when you're tired or anything like that. kind of prepare yourself it's not that long of a movie it's probably maybe an hour and a half hour and 40 but i would not be tired i made a mistake first time watching it i was exhausted it was a long day i liked it but i didn't love it like i do now i rewatched it on a later day loved it top 20 movie for me yeah you know i agree with you i sometimes movies are slow burns and they do pick up like i watched the other day uh true grit um, that was, that took a while for it to get, like, you know, just pick up and get really entertaining, but by the end, it, mm-hmm. it was really great. Um, it was directed by the Coen brothers. There is, it's actually okay. a re- of a 60s film, I think? John Wayne, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't John know. John Wayne but... and Glenn Campbell. Yeah, I haven't seen either of them, but I need to, I want to watch both of them someday. I plan on watching the John Wayne one first, and then the Jeff Bridges one after. Yeah, I, I I probably should have done that, but I had the Coen <clears throat> Brothers one at my disposal, so I just watched it. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, Grace. I'm not. Am I not letting you talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine though. Um, like with slow burns, those are always a pain for me, but I can usually get through them quite easily, I guess. But the the yeah. hardest one for me was definitely um a seven hour Hungarian film called Saint Saint Tango, I think, or something like that. It's was so hard to get through, but still so enjoyable. Seven hour movie, man. I, I don't think I've seen. If I had to think, the longest movie I've seen, probably, out top of my head, probably Gone with the Wind, but seven hours. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's as a movie, but me, it's not actually a movie. It's a TV miniseries. Mm, yes. Um, we watched Scenes from Marriage, not in, like, one full sitting. I went up and got went to the bathroom a few times, and so did Greg. Right. But right. we did besides that, we just kept watching <laughs> Um, and that the one, was yeah, the one from Bergman. Yeah, Igmar Bergman. That was definitely a slow burn, not the 2018 remake with Oscar Isaac. Um, okay. But yeah, that that was very long. And there's also a movie version that Igmar Bergman made, which um, my dad has seen, and he says that's also amazing. Um, but I watched the TV version, and that that was just amazing. I don't know how you could have removed a scene from that, but apparently it's good. So. You have to look into it someday. Yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, seen any of Igmar Bergman's filmography? I was wondering if you were going to ask me that, since I've one of your profile pictures or one of the profile names mentioned him, and mm. I have seen three of his directed movies, and I, I say I've liked all of them. My least favorite of the three I've seen is The Seventh Seal. I wouldn't consider it a bad movie, but it just wasn't for me. But I can see. Right what people enjoy in it. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say my favorite that I've seen of his is probably Persona. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's a, a lot of, that movie connects with a lot of people. And I, I gave it a five as well, but it's not my favorite. It, it might be top five, but he's made a lot of movies. Yeah. And honestly, I've seen, I think, maybe 10 or 11 of his movies. Um, And the only one I didn't like was Dreams. <laughs> And it wasn't necessarily a bad movie, but me and Gray both didn't like it. I don't. Did you not ver- like it very much, Gray? Um, I was not a big fan personally. Yeah, that, I didn't find that to be very good. But I, I, I love all of them, and I can honestly see why anybody would love one over over the other because they're all so unique and interesting. So, Bob, do you need? Do you want to talk more, Gray? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I have a question. Um. So what? Um, have you have you seen anything from Kubrick, or what are your thoughts on him? Oh yeah, I've seen plenty of Kubrick. I would say I don't hold him in as high regard as a lot of people do. I still consider him a good director, at a lot mm-hmm. of times a great director. But I would this is a hot take right here. My favorite Stanley Kubrick movie, believe it or not, you. You may have never even heard of it or seen it, but The Killing from 1956. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. That one's so good. It's good, but it is number eight in my ranking currently in Kubrick. Yeah. I just need to see one more from him, and then I have seen all the films. It's not very high for me, but I love that film so a good. lot. And it's actually, like you said, pretty unknown. Um, yeah. And it's really great. I was not expecting it to be entertaining, and it was kind of not entertaining for the first ten minutes. But it, at times, yeah, it it got yeah. like once it you know got going, it really got going. That that film. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
it's a quick watch too. It's maybe an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah, and it's on YouTube, and right now it's on YouTube. If any of you want to watch it, if you're listening to this, or if you haven't seen it, that you need to watch it on YouTube. And I would say, like I said, it starts off slow, but then it just picks up big time. And it, it's not everyone's type of movie. Stanley Kubrick, he doesn't make movies for everybody. You mm-hmm. kind of have to like what the movie's about or kind of the genre. I've learned that with him. Like some of his movies, like for instance, 2001 Space Odyssey. I mean, I once again, that's another one of the most overrated movies of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strangelove. I liked it a little more than 2001 Space Odyssey, but it's another one of those movies where I think it's a little overrated, but I love Barry London. I love mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket. I love The Killing. Those um, are my top three Kubrick movies. Have you right seen... There. Have you seen any of his more disturbing works, like Clockwork Orange or Eyes Wide Shut? I tried watching a Clockwork Orange. I watched the first 15 minutes of it, and I just just wasn't in the mood that day. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to... I'm going to force myself to sit down and watch the rest of it someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just... I don't know. It's not... I just really wasn't in the mood to see it. I don't know if I'll ever be in the mood to see it, but one day I'll force myself to watch it. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know it's one of his favorite, one most people's favorite movie of his, or it's mm-hmm. definitely like top three at least. For most yeah, people. for me it's personally number seven in my ranking, but mm. yeah. Um, funny, Igmar Bergman's my favorite director, but I have I like The Shining more than all of his work. I agree. Yeah, for uh, sure. I I know that's a hot take to Gray, but the sh- okay, The Shining's good. It's just personally not my. I, I love The Shining. Jack Nicholson is amazing. Shelley Duvall's amazing. Um, all of it is amazing. I just wouldn't put it as high as Bergman, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it's weird because Bergman only made. I mean, he made Shame, and that's my fourth favorite movie. But there are three other movies that I like more. So, but even though he is my favorite director, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then Alfred Hitchcock coming in at a close second, a very close second. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I love um Alfred Hitchcock so much. Um, do you have like, do you have like a movie that you think like, out off the top of your head, I guess, what's the most mm-hmm. underrated movie you can think? Of? Ooh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Just by underrated, like, hmm. mm-hmm. any movie. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. You got all right. You guys tell me your personal ones, and I'll get back with you. I'm gonna think about that one real quick. Okay. Okay. This is actually hard because I, I I was the good 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 trick. Well, I don't know if it's not necessarily a trick or anything. Um. Okay. One of all right. I I've got one of mine. I might have multiple. Uh, can I say? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, it's gonna be. I don't know if anyone is. I don't, you may have seen this. It's called Split. Um, it's directed by M Night Shyamalan. Came out in twenty sixteen. It's like I love Split. It's it's my favorite M Night Shyamalan, which not a lot of people agree with. Um, I think Anna Taylor Joy is amazing in it, and uh, so is uh, I think James McAvoy. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. his name. And he yeah. plays like all these different personalities, and it's it's crazy. And he's also really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't have, seen that one yet. You haven't? haven't? Nope. Yeah, well, I it's it's really great, and I would recommend it, and it's very entertaining. Um, I I I would say it's a five. 
Uh, Gray, do you have one? I'm, I'm thinking. This is hard for me. I don't know why. It's because, like, uh, okay. Right, well, yeah. I have one. It, it's definitely a hot take, and definitely it, it mainly had to do with my personal enjoyment for this film. I just thought it was so freaking weird. Um, it's the movie Freddy Got Fingered um, with Tom Green. Perfection. I just like his form of comedy. Um, most people give it, like, a two and everything, but still. It, I like it. Yeah. Um. You've talked about that film quite a bit, and I still. Yeah. And I feel like it's gotten excessive at this point. Yeah, but um. I mean, you say it's good, so I'll try and watch it. I should... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I doubt you'll like it, but it's something I love. Um. Another underrated movie is The Burbs, directed by Joe Dante. That that film is, I think, my favorite Joe Dante film. Joe Dante, if you don't know who he is, he directed Gremlins One and Two. Small Soldiers, that's his most popular work, I'd say. And Oh, yeah. The Burbs yeah. stars Tom Hanks and Bruce Stern and Carrie Fisher. So, a bunch of people. Yeah. The Burbs really great. I watched it. I mean, I thought it was okay. Like, Joe Dante style of directing. It's not for me. I know I kind of already knew coming in watching it. It was about what I expected it to be. It wasn't bad. It wasn't that good either. It was... I say I'm glad I watched it. It was just mediocre, in my opinion. But I can see why some people would enjoy it more than me. Yeah, I, I personally hate love that film so much. And I never knew Tom Hanks could be so funny. Um, I didn't know he had a comedy aspect to him. Oh, he, he does at times. Does. And I, it does shine in parts of the movie. I yeah, definitely. And, um... Ooh, I have another one. But you uh, go. No, I haven't won another one yet. And um, I thought of I thought of a oh. couple, so I'm just gonna name one or two, and then if you guys want to keep talking about it, I can maybe think of other ones. But mm-hmm. the first one that came to my mind is an MCU movie. It's Spider Man: Far From Home, in between Homecoming and No Way Home. It's personally for me a top five MCU movie. A lot of people mm-hmm. weren't that big on it. Like, most people thought it was just mediocre for MCU, but I really enjoyed it. Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal is a villain. I enjoyed it. I mean, of course, Tom Holland, Zendaya, and then Jacob Batalon as Ned. I mean, the gang's back. I enjoyed the location. Like Nick Fury's part in it. I mean, I enjoyed it. it was, it's not my favorite Spider-Man movie. That goes to Into the Spider-Verse. But this is a, my second favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's my favorite comic book yeah. character of all time too. So, mm-hmm. so that plays a big part in it. I will mm-hmm. say, um, me me and Gray aren't like big fans of the MCU. I, I wouldn't say that. Um mm-hmm. but right. I, I will give one thing to that movie and I I, I like Jake Gyllenhaal as a villain. But I'm not gonna say I'm an MCU fan. I just say I like right. seeing Jake Gyllenhaal as a villain. I thought that was cool and I did see it in theaters. So yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I go to like all the MCU movies even though obviously I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of them recently, but right. I think obviously the MCU has kind of taken a bit of a decline, you could say. For sure. And I would say this is Spider Man Far From Home was the last great MCU movie of all time. In my, or not all time, the last great MCU movie as of the recording of this video, August 2022. Even in No Way Home, I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as good as Far From Home. Yeah. And also I feel like it's it's I feel like it's kind of its main type of thing is like nostalgia for the characters, obviously, like Toby oh, sure. 
And that's what yeah. kind of builds up and makes people say, this is a good movie. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have, I'm, I'm looking right now. Ooh, okay. do you have one? Can I say one? Yeah, you there? Oh, we have another one. Oh, hit one. Okay. I- okay. So, well, this one, uh, I'm, I'm Preston. All right. Okay, so this one is directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, not one of his most popular films whatsoever. It, even when I pull him up on Letterboxd or IMDb, it does not come up. Um, as one of his most popular, it comes up. But it's Bernie. Um, it's 99 minutes, and it's got, it stars Jack Black, uh, Shirley MacLaine, and Matthew McConaughey. It's so good. Like I think it's got a 3.5 on Letterboxd. Like I feel like no one knows about it, and I do think it's a five. Um, and it's a true story, a crazy true story, and it's pretty normal, but it, it does take a turn. And I, I would go into it, um, not really expecting anything. I would, and it's also, uh, weirdly on the Criterion Channel, Tubi TV, and Peacock. So that's weird. Criterion, but, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Like I've you, heard of the movie, I just haven't seen it. Interesting. Yeah. If you want to be entertained, I'd recommend watching that because when I watch that, <laughs> I'm very entertained. Okay. Um. So, Gray, do you have one or something? Yeah, I do. Um, this movie does have a 4.0, but I, or 4.0 um, on Letterboxd, which I know is quite high compared to a lot of other films. But it's a film that, like, a majority of people that I'm following didn't really particularly like. It's um, Daisies. It's um, a film, it's a foreign film about, like, these two girls who basically just have fun and basically that's it but it's very entertaining and fun i guess mm-hmm. yeah i, I saw never you... heard of it yeah it's from czechoslovakia so yeah I, I, I hadn't heard of it until i think maybe one month ago until my one of my cousins watched it um, mm. and then i and then i saw you watched it and i was like oh it must be pretty good actually mm-hmm. um okay do, do you have one uh yeah, I have another one. Okay, like, yeah. like first one, like Far From Home. Another one, I thought a couple more rest were Disney movies, but the other underrated movie I could think of that is not Disney affiliated would be Pixar, Disney, or Marvel, or Fox. I was thinking Superman from 1978. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> Richard Donner directed. Of course, you got Christopher Reeve as Superman, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, Marlon Brando in it, Ned Beatty. Overall, great cast. I feel like as the years go by, I think more people will forget about it. I mean, I don't think it's that it's a little it's underrated now for sure, but I feel like it'll just be even more underrated decades from now. And I'd say this is the first great superhero movie. There'd be no MCU without Superman. Right. Um, I have heard of it, and I've heard, I've heard, uh, like good things. Not like, not like an amazing movie, but I've heard like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, things about it, and I in that cast is I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of superhero movies, but I'm not gonna lie, that cast is really great. Like, oh yeah, you check it out if you get the chance. Yeah, and I've heard that Superman too, the sequel to that one, is better. It's been a long time since I've seen the sequel. I remember liking it, but not as much as the first one. But maybe I need to rewatch it someday. Yeah, I I remember hearing just stuff that was better, but I I don't know. I haven't seen it. So, um, 
Um, I don't know if I might have like one or two more, but I don't know. Does anyone else have any more? Okay. How many of you you've each done like right now? How how much is Gray done? How much is Preston? How many of you guys? I've done uh, two. I've okay. done. Let let me go. The burbs. I did the burbs, and then I did. Um, <laughs> what else did I do? I did... I think that was the only one. Or daisies, daisies. I think I did daisies. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, I, you did you did the burbs. Yeah, I think you just did the burbs, so I think it's Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought for some reason I thought I Oh wait, no, I did Bernie too. I did Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah. Okay. The bees. I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah, I did I did Bernie. So I I guess Oh, and I kinda talked about King and Comedy, but I guess that's the only two I've talked about. Yeah. I, yep. Okay. Um and Gray's only done two? Yep. Oh yeah, I've done too. So if you guys want to move on to another subject, that's fine. If you want to keep talking about underrated movies, that's fine too. I'm down for whatever. I'm here for the ride. I, I am too. Uh, I can do whatever. I'm sure I can. If I think of it, I can find more. Um, uh, yeah. Like, I'm I, already thinking of other ones, but if you guys want to move on and talk about something else, we can. So. Um, uh, we can do one or two more. I don't really care. <laughs> sure. All right. I guess I'll have another one. So, like besides Disney and besides non-superhero movies i would say another one is a beautiful day in the neighborhood mm-hmm. tom hanks came out a couple of years ago did yeah. it got talked about a little bit when it came out but it's been mostly forgotten about since then but mm-hmm. tom hanks one of his best performances of all time right there and it's not about tom hanks the whole time it's about it's not about fred rogers it's about someone someone who interviews him a journalist and then it goes into more of a situation how Fred Rogers affected his life positively. Mm-hmm. It's right. it's a good movie to watch. You may you both probably won't love it as much as I do, but I really enjoy that movie. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah, I've I've and, heard I've heard solid things about it. <laughs> Same. And once again, if you guys didn't catch that listening, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, 2019 film starring Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out here soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Okay, this might be my last one. I don't know. I like a lot. I like a lot of underrated movies. Uh, can I go, or do you have to go, Gray? Um, can I go real quick? Yeah, you go. Um, so this is going to be pretty easy. I don't really have any much explanation or anything. Um, this is two films, so it's going to be quite quick. Um, it's um Lost in Translation by Sofia Coppola. Um, oh, I, that's a good one. It's an amazing yeah. film. I understand it's close to a four point oh, but it it's at a three point nine currently. I just think it's it's not criminally underrated, but it's I could say it's kind of overrated. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yes. Um, and my second one is a David Cronenberg film, Video Realm, um, with a three point nine, which I enjoyed. It is definitely weird. Obviously, it's Cronenberg, but you know, yeah. You, you oh yeah, I've seen that. That's a good. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's hard to say if it's underrated or not. But I mean, I can see why some people would say it's underrated. I I personally enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. The first time I watched that movie, I really didn't look much into it. I first thought it was a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> then once I did some research, I was like, Oh, Sofia Coppola directed it. Mm-hmm. I knew her at that time. Oh, she gave the crappy performance in godfather 3 but then it's like oh she doesn't belong as an actress but behind the screen as a director i was like yep she belongs right there Mm -hmm. yeah um i 
I've only seen a little bit of Lost in Translation, like the beginning, but I have seen Marie Antoinette, and I, I, I think that's a five as well. And I really love that movie. She also did, um, what's it? She did it, um, I think it's, um, The Virgin Suicides. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think Lost in Translation is the only movie of hers I've seen. But, mm. Lost, but Virgin Suicides is another one I'm going to watch someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with Hayden Christensen in it? Or I might be thinking of a completely different Oh, no. It, yeah, it has him in it. He's in it. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a minimal yeah. part, but he's he's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, this may be my last underrated film. I don't know. It's the same person who directed Alexander Payne, who directed Election and Citizen Ruth, and make movies. The Descendants. Um, quite sad, and I'm not a fan of sad movies, but this one just got me. It's The Descendants. Um, <laughs> this film is really good, and it's only got a three point five. I think more people should see it. The highest rating people give it is. Uh, 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 four, which I'm glad to see some people have seen. But is that the George Clooney movie? Yes, the Descendants. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it before. Yes, I I would recommend it. I think it's really entertaining. Um, all the characters are very you you care about them and they're written well. Um, and I and I I like its ending too. And it's not too long and not too short. I I would say. Okay. It keeps you entertained the whole way. So. Yeah. I I think that might be my last one. There might be like a little honorable mention for another David Cronenberg, like Gray just said, Video Realm. Uh The Dead Zone, it's also it's got a three point five as well. Um very underrated. I, I love the Dead Zone. It's a five as well. And once again it's got um stars Christopher Walken. Um and I, I like Christopher Walken. He's good uh, in it and it's hundred and three minutes and it also keeps you uh, pretty entertained. I'd say the Descendants probably keeps me more entertained, but I, I like um, I like the Dead Zone. It's my, I think it's my favorite, um, David Cronenberg that I've seen. I've not seen Video Room yet, but I did just get it on Criterion, so I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, can I share my final one? This is okay. Shit. Yeah. Um, it's one that like I can see why people don't like it, but I saw this movie in the movie theaters and with my dad, and it was hilarious it is Smokey and the bandit it's definitely like obviously there's it's quite rednecky you could say but i don't really care it seems enjoyable that's funny enough i just watched that movie a week or two ago and mm-hmm. i i thought it was mediocre i thought it was okay mm-hmm. to me where i live there's a lot of i don't know if you call them rednecks but definitely a lot of country people so i i mean parts of it i thought were funny and i could definitely tell how some people, like from where I live, they say it's like some people I know is like some of their like top five favorite movies, and it's like okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna watch it sometime. Watched it. There were funny moments, stupid movie, yeah, nothing that doesn't give you anything meaningful to think about. But if you want to turn off your mind, I guess it's, it's a fun car chase movie. Yeah, but it just it is what it is. Well, I have not seen. Gray has said nothing but good things about it. <laughs> um, with uh, Gray and Burt Reynolds. Um, yeah, just don't think anything meaningful. Just prepare for it's the opposite of an Ingmar Bergman movie. Just think about it that way. Yes, um, it, it's probably a movie that like Martin Scorsese would not like, but I, I <laughs> yeah, being like yeah. a 
turn your brain off movie. Um, exactly. Now, if do you have one more or? Yeah, sure. If you, I have one more, if you guys. Okay, yeah. Then let's, okay. Yeah. I, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I can I can I finally just this I'm so sorry about this. It's my final one, I swear. <laughs> okay. okay. Um it is a film from Woody Allen. Um I know controversial, but still fine. Um the movie is has a 3.7 on Letterbox, which is higher than obviously a 3.5, but it is Radio Days. I watched like an hour of it, and then I didn't finish it because I got bored. But it, it was it was mediocre. So mm. okay, I have a DVD copy of it. It's like like it seems interesting. I'll watch it one day. I still haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna watch it one day. I've seen a few of his other movies. I've liked all his movies I've seen so far. So yeah. Radio Days will get watched by me someday. Yeah, if sure. if you think of it, what's your favorite that you've seen? I would say Annie Hall, which is a popular pick, but Annie Hall is probably my favorite well, Woody Allen movie. Yes, it's a popular pick. It's kind of for me. It's kind of like a Goodfellas pick. It's my favorite. It's right. Undeniably, I think it's the best. Um, yeah. Every everything works about it. Now, it has oh did, oh you wanted to say one right? Yeah, I have. How many of you each done? By the way, how we've done. Wait, I kind of miscounted. I don't. Think I've done. We're gonna I've have done, an exact number, so I think I've done four, maybe. I think I've done like six. <laughs> okay, that sounds right. Okay, I'll do maybe one more, and we can maybe move on to something else. Unless you guys want to keep talking about underrated movies, uh, but yeah, we can move on after this. Yeah, we can one more. And this one, you may disagree with me about underrated or not. This was a Best Picture winner ten years ago, okay. just off memory. But Argo from two thousand and twelve, I think. Hmm. It's a Ben Affleck starred and directed movie. You got Brian Cranston, Alan Arkin, John Goodman. It, some people might call it Oscar bait, and uh, I could see why. It's, but it's a great Oscar movie. Like I said, it's based off a true story. It's about the Iranian Revolution, and then how the CIA gets involved, and then they try to free some Americans along the way. Yeah. Okay. I've heard of that movie. No idea. No idea that it won Best Picture. Um. So if I if I exactly yeah. would have called it underrated today because I I just didn't know one best picture ten years ago, and that cast that you just listed is great. Like I love all those people, and my dad has seen it and he likes it quite a bit. So and I've been need, needing to watch it. So yeah, that reassured me more that I need to watch Argo. Mm-hmm. And there's this funny they say it's throughout the movie, and keep it PG. It says. Argo F yourself. So they it's a running joke throughout the movie and made me laugh every time. So <laughs> I, that along with several other things gets forgotten about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Oscars get crap and deservedly so most of the time. But Argo is man, it's a great movie. You mm-hmm. need to check it out if you haven't already. Yeah, I, I have not and I do need to. I've I've heard it's a so, very good movie. Um, okay, does anyone have any more? Or do are we getting... I'm done. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. The one I'd like to move on... Well, I'd just like to move on to the subject of new movies, because I've noticed, I think we've all seen quite a bit. Has... Have you seen, um... What, what did you think? Have you seen, um... Elvis? Yes, I have seen Elvis. I watched it opening weekend, and 
I watched it in like a, one of those movie theaters where you where you can like order regular food and have those reclinable seats. So I had the ultimate theater experience for Elvis, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was an entertaining ride. When I first watched just like the first day, I was like, eh, it was good, but I mean, there's some flaws to it for sure. Like I didn't like Tom Hanks' performance as Colonel Tom Parker, but then the more I thought about it, I originally gave it a three and a half. About a week later, I was like, I'm going to change it to a four. It deserves it. I mean, it's a two hour and 50 minute movie and I didn't get bored one time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was okay. It's, I did not expect much out of Elvis. Um, I really, I really didn't, but I also had a great theater experience. I had reclining seats. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the theater was clean and all, there were not very many people there and they were all quiet. And then I went with my grandma. So yeah, like I said, it was pretty much a nursing home when I was there. So, there weren't yeah. any, it wasn't like seeing the minions in theaters and a bunch of young teenage boys. I sound like an old man now, a bunch of young teenage boys clapping every five seconds. It was a true cinematic movie theater experience. It was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the Colonel Tom Parker performance by Tom Hanks. I, I don't, I don't really like that. Um, but my theater experience was it, it was great. It was great, undeniably great. Um, now have have we all seen uh, French Dispatch? Mm. Yes, I have. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> want to share our thoughts? Yeah, just... and funny enough, it was another one of those movies where I had the ultimate theater experience, even better than the Elvis movie theater oh, wow. experience, because mm. I had reclinable seats and. I was the only one in the theater. It was empty theater. It was, it was like a, maybe a couple weeks after it came out. Like it took a while from my local theater to get it, but watched it. And personally, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. I'd say he's probably my top ten, at least top fifteen directors. But to me, I enjoyed it. It was a solid movie. But at times, I feel like it was a little bit too Wes Anderson like. I think he went a little too overboard on some parts. So if you don't like, if you're not a big Wes Anderson fan, you won't really enjoy it that much. But since I'm a fan, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Definitely probably, I'd say it's probably his worst movie or second worst movie, but I still consider it a good movie. Yeah. Okay. I want to share my thoughts about The French Dispatch. Um, We don't have much of a very different score. I gave it a four. You gave it a three and a half. Um, I think that The French Dispatch did surpass my expectations because seeing the trailer it looked like i was going to be disappointed because it looked like almost a bit too wes anderson-y and it was very wes anderson-y but surprisingly i did enjoy it and it kept me thoroughly entertained and you know i liked it more than grand budapest hotel um wow wow i I did i do feel i need to rewatch that because i was expecting like kind of like, you know, like, Royal Tenenbaums Wes Anderson out of Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. And I didn't really get that, so I'm, I might, I don't know if I agree with, I just, I do feel that Grand Budapest Hotel does deserve a rewatch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gray, what, what do you think about Okay, it? I love the French Dispatch. I mean, my theater experience was phenomenal. I mean, I went to a cinema, um, I was on vacation, and there was, like, this art house cinema that was showing it. And um, it actually felt like, in a sense, that like 
like the, it was pretty much packed. There was a lot of people actually to see that. I saw it like pretty much, I think, close to when it, when it was released in that area, and it was immaculate. Uh, I just think the experience of it all was beautiful. I, I, I didn't go see it in theater, but my home experience was great. Um, mm. I saw it on a pretty great TV, and I, 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 lo- I loved it. It, it surpassed my expectations, and I was happy. Um, so okay. has, what, what have you seen, um, other Wes Anderson movies? I've seen all of his movies and I was planning on doing a ranking of his movies, like all of his movies. I watched all of them, but then I don't know. I just got busy. It was around like maybe I think final exams for me. I'm a college student. So I, <clears> I was like, I was like, I don't know if I have time to finish this ranking I plan on doing a ranking once Asteroid City comes out. Because I have, like, my script ready. I know what I'm going to say. So it will, in a couple of years, whenever Asteroid City does get released, a ranking, a Wes Anderson ranking will be released. But something I kind of wanted to get to, and a little off-subject, it's not movie-related, but Anime Jaguar is my movie channel on TikTok and YouTube. I haven't put as much focus on there as of late because I've started another YouTube channel where I talk about 60s and 70s artists. It's called What Happened to Them. It has about 8,000 subscribers right now, and I've got monetized on there. So I've been making a little bit of money off there. So I haven't really had time to focus on Anime Jaguar as much. I mainly put my focus into that YouTube channel. But I still post Anime Jaguar TikToks or YouTube shorts or videos Mm -hmm. here and there. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to get, tell you, my audience that and everyone listening to that before we talk about that. But to answer your question about Wes Anderson, yes, I've seen all of his movies. My favorite would probably be Rushmore, which yeah. I don't know how popular or unpopular that is, mm-hmm. but Rushmore is my personal favorite Wes um, Anderson movie. It's a close second with World <laughs> Tenenbaums coming yeah. in at number two. Same. And honestly, they're kind of interchangeable for me. Um, I both think I think both films are a five. Uh World Tenenbaums might have a bit better of a cast, but uh, Jason Schwartzman as Max or Max <laughs> Max Fisher, that character alone is worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, what do you have a favorite um, Wes Anderson movie, Gray? What film? Um, the Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, and then I think probably my third one is probably Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then The Life Aquatic, and then Moonrise Kingdom, then Grand Budapest, then Darjeeling Limited, then Owl of Dogs. There, my ranking. Have you seen all of them? Where? I have. Have you seen? I'm trying to think the one with Rocket. Bottle Rocket. I've Bottle Rocket. Have you seen... Okay, that that one and. That was almost, I was almost going to mention that as an underrated movie, in my opinion. It's underrated. Uh, I haven't yeah, finished underrated. it. Yeah. From what I've seen of it, I tried my best. I haven't finished it quite yet, but I'm close, I'd say. I I want to see Bottle Rocket. I think it's still on HBO Max. Not sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I did watch some of it. I never got around to finishing it mm-hmm. um, because I always get mad when I don't finish a film in one sitting. Sometimes I lose the tension that I had, or if it was at like a, a, high, a high stakes moment or something. Mm-hmm. So, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I don't know. We've talked about quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Um. 
and surprisingly, this podcast has been over an hour long. Did you have any, I don't know, subjects you'd like to bring up? Like I said, maybe final thoughts or something. Like I said, if you guys want to, if you're a fan of Graham Preston's podcast, Curious Case of Cinema, you want to see what I do outside this podcast. Like I said, go to Animated Jaguar on YouTube and TikTok. And then on YouTube, also, the channel I've been putting a lot of focus on is what happened to them. I'm in charge of that channel as well. So mm-hmm. if you want to keep in touch with me there, go check that out. But I was going to say this. I don't know if you guys are going to say this, but I think we sometime we need to do another episode. It seems like we yeah. have a lot to talk about, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. being on here. I want to thank you guys again for <laughs> inviting me on here because I, I had heard this podcast from a friend, and then mm-hmm. – yeah. They said I'm gonna. They're gonna invite you on sometime. I said okay, I'm down, and I'm <laughs> happy to be here. I I enjoyed talking to you guys for almost an hour. I did. I wasn't sure if it'd go this long, but like I said, thanks for inviting me again. Happy to be here, and I'm more mm-hmm. than happy if you guys sometime down the road want to do another yeah. episode. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Give because... me a text, and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, I I didn't talk about everything I wanted to, but I mean this podcast is already an hour long, so I figured it's it's. An, over an hour is a long amount of time to spend. So yeah, I know but, people's attention spans are not the best, and myself included on certain yeah. things. So if you right. guys are listening this long enough, if you guys are listening to this, I just want to say thank you for listening this long. Thank you for listening to us. Like I said, give the Curious Case of Cinema a review. It helps get their podcast out to more people, more of an audience. Give us a like. Share it with a friend. Share it with anybody, really. Anybody you think would care about this. And who knows? Mm-hmm. You may be the next person on their podcast. Maybe not. It's up to them. It's Gray and Preston's podcast. I'm just happy to be on here once again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're welcome. Um, One more thing. Thanks Thanks for all that. And, yeah, I mean, if you like movies, you'll probably come on if you want to. Um, yeah, and I'd love to have another episode with you. Um, what... what what band have you covered like any you said you were covering like music artists on yeah i I mainly do 60s and 70s rock and pop bands mainly bands that most people have never heard of unless you're around that era which you may be thinking doesn't seem like you can get much of an audience with that you'd be surprised i've started doing it for fun i was I was like, I don't say I was getting burned out of animated Jaguar, but I just want to do something different. I just graduated high school. I had some more free time in my hands. I said, I'm going to give this a try. And then I started doing it and slow, started off slow, didn't get much traction. And then by the, I started like in April. By August, I had surpassed animated Jaguar when it comes to subscribers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing it and make money off it, enjoy it. Do yeah. animated Jaguar when I feel inspired to, when I feel like I have something to say. So I mainly do TikTok sh- shorts or YouTube shorts now. But mainly 60s or 70s bands, underrated in my opinion. I try not to do videos on bands or singers that don't get much recognition or much video right. documentaries on there. It's I call my videos mini documentaries. Right. So about 10 to 15 minutes long, usually. Right. Um. Have you... Have you um... I've got to ask, have you, have you heard of the Beach Boys? Oh, yeah. I'd say they're probably one of my top five favorite bands of all time, for sure. And I've done videos on, like, 
most of the band members on there. I started off with right. Carl Wilson. Later on, did mm-hmm. his Brian brother Wilson? Dennis Wilson. I had a Brian Wilson video. And then did Mike Love, which if you know anything about the Beach Boys, Mike Love is probably the most hated person associated with the Beach Boys ever. And somehow Charles Manson doesn't get as much hate as Mike Love does. And Charles Manson... Yeah. If you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know what I mean. If you look into I, them. Too. I have. But that's mentioned... another topic for another day. Yeah, they, they mentioned Dennis Wilson in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. I own almost every Beach Boys album on vinyl. Um, yeah, they're my favorite band. I, I just I was curious to see if you had heard of them, and obviously you oh. have. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan for sure. Right. And I'd love to see them live. Right now, it's not gonna, it's not really <laughs> possible because it's like they're split into different camps right now. Like you got Mike right. Love doing his own thing, got Brian Wilson and Al Jardine doing their own thing. I was tempted to see Brian Wilson and Al Jardine. They were they performed somewhere about a couple hours away from me, but I started I watched videos and it was just depressing. Brian Wilson, he's not even singing anymore. He's just I know. He's just pretty much there like something's wrong with him. I, I feel bad encouraging elderly slavery. It sounds like an exaggerating, but if you've watched any twenty twenty two Brian Wilson live videos <laughs> you you know what I mean. He's Pretty much, I don't know what you call him. Right. I can't think of the term, but it's depressing. So that's probably never a fan for a few years. You know, I'm curious. Right. You have the Summer in Paradise vinyl. It's like one of the. I, I think went out of print. You're, you do? Mm-hmm. Serious? That, yeah. There's only like. Must be, I think it's probably worth a decent amount. Probably worth about maybe. Hundred dollars, probably. If I'm thinking oh. of the right one from '92. Yeah, uh, that I I collect vinyl. I've been trying to get Gray to listen to Smile Sessions, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I don't want to get too off topic, but yeah, the Beach Boys are great, and I'll check I'll check out all your channels. I've not checked them out, but yeah, just you know, thanks for coming on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are my the Beach Boys ones I did. They were my earlier videos, so they're not really. Honestly, they're not that good videos. You have to start somewhere on YouTube. Those right. early videos are not the best. My most recent ones are better. But like I said, check them out if you want to. Like I said, thanks, Gray and Preston, for having me on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we could talk maybe more Beach Boys on the next episode. So whatever you guys want to do, just give me a text, and we'll see yep. what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah, works. Awesome. I'll have to educate Gray on the Beach Boys, but yeah. Thank- coming on and this podcast is getting to the runtime of Dracula. So alright. Bye from everyone. Bye off. everyone. Thank this you. has been the Kirsten Cinema Podcast. Goodbye. Bye.